hey, I'm Allison, host of Fine Cut, a podcast where a guest brings a scene they have strong feelings about, love, hate, curiosity, from any form of media. And then we discuss the heck out of it for 20 minutes. It's a blast. Join us. Hi, I'm Allison Shelton. Thanks for joining me for Fine Cut, where we have a conversation about like a thought-provoking or scene we love so much. And then hopefully that grows into a larger conversation that we're excited about. So today, Elise McCall is joining me. Hi. Hi. Hi, Elise. Elise is the artist on Reburn, the comic that I wrote and created. And we decided that we would pick a scene from Reburn because... <laughs> We have a lot to say about it. We also what... know a lot about it. <laughs> kind of you inside and out. Exactly. I was about to say the same thing. Um, so, Elise, what scene did we choose and how did we choose it? We chose a scene that's in the first issue. And it's a it's kind of the moment that our protagonist, May, is meeting um, a man that she knows and remembers, but has been kind of uh, mysterious to her as she's you know kind of coming off of uh, uh a cocktail a cocktail yeah of yeah some kind of medicine or drugs or yes hallucinogens or she's not quite sure what the who this person is sky who she's had flashbacks of yeah she, she believes or hallucinations or dreams and and this is the first time that she's kind of like she's seen him in her visions in these in these dreams but this is the first time she's kind of being confronted with his presence like really physical being yeah because the way we say that word out loud like yes he's real yes yeah and in a very kind of vulnerable space for her you know at a moment when she's kind of uh coming off of this weird cocktail high she has just thrown up yeah yes yeah just puked your guts out in the toilet um and he comes into the bathroom and um I'm opening the book to look at it because I was I tried to find emails where we talked about this scene because I know that we have talked about it at length but I think we must have talked about it on a zoom um because I distinctly remember us talking about how we wanted Sky to be present for me. Yeah. 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 In a way that's very different from the other strong male character in this uh this chapter, which is kind of is May's captor, you know. He's yes. not a good guy. He's definitely somebody who's very forceful, assertive, um, controlling and manipulating mm-hmm. May in so many ways. And Sky is, you know, somebody who's important to May. She clearly knows him and has, you know, so much so that she, he's coming to her in in dreams and such. And I, I wanted that kind of for for her first impression again of him to mm-hmm. to match that um that thing that she knows inside of her Mm -hmm. which is like this is an important person in her life yes and I think it's something we also talked about in this scene is visually it's been pretty stunning up to this point we've been outside in the lake with trees we've had bombings we've had crashes we've had murder and then here we are all of a sudden it's really the first quiet truly quiet scene and we're in a bathroom and 
So what is grabbing us visually is, is their relationship. Yeah. And, and like, and the intimacy that they share. And even looking at the pages now, particularly, I am forever impressed by Elise. And if you've ever listened to me talk about Elise, I say this, um, I write the script and, but she's the one who brings it to life. Like the dialogue between Sky and May is very different from the dialogue between May and Gray, who is the villain, Gray. But you make it real. You see this between them and the way that he pushes her hair back from her face when he says, of us, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd like almost tear up looking at it now. Um, because there's so his face is so expressive and it's clear how much he loves her. And, and then she has her in the next panel, her head is on her knees and she's just devastated. Yeah. 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 I think it's really hard too, like, you know, for her in this moment, I kind of wanted to capture this, that like, she's starting to realize what's been done to her I think you know and realize that oh those those ideas that she had of herself or like these you know these people these memories that she thought were just dreams or figments of her imagination like they were real and they're taken from her you know Mm -hmm. that she's been removed from you know these people who are really important in her life and that really resonates with me as a survivor the lies we tell ourselves to survive which may certainly does and when those lies start to come apart I think people who have not lived through a lot of trauma think well aren't you relieved like you get part of your life back but it doesn't work like that (laughs) unfortunately it's not relief it's actually an overwhelming sense of grief yeah yeah. And then like, how do you process that grief, yeah. you know, because it's like, yes, you can, you know, cry it out. But like, you know, I think oftentimes there's, you know, so many different you can be denying it. You could try and drown yourself in some other like yeah. form of escape yeah. or, you know, you could become angry. And I think we we see May kind of like uh, throughout the rest of the, the next few you know, issues that we we made of this mm-hmm. series, um, you know, at different states of of grief and yeah. and coming to terms with what's what's happened and like what she's going to do next. Yes. And that was something that we talked about a lot, too. I think that really coalesced during COVID was that we were interested in telling the aftermath, not the trauma itself, but what happens next. And I think oftentimes stories about women are very concerned with the acts of trauma as opposed to the cost it exacts. And I was really interested in talking about the aftermath. And I think you begin to feel it in this scene, like up to this point, it has just been rage. (laughs) Yeah. And so you begin to see the emotional fallout yeah yeah and then we get to finally see her kind of have a conversation with somebody that's not like trying to control her isn't asking anything of her Mm -hmm. I think like up until this point it's a lot of like 
other people want something from her or like are like kind of exacting a, a form of control. And this yes. is the first time that somebody comes and like he comes with water. He comes to sit at her level. You know, mm -hmm. he comes to to speak with her and see like, you know, how are you doing, you know, in all of this? Yes. And she's not attempting to navigate who he wants her to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like really hard. I think when you're you've dealt yes. with trauma, you're almost always trying to be like, who do I have to be for you to be able to be safe? You know, yes. and it's it, this is the first moment we get to kind of see her just be, you mm -hmm. know, she's she's kind of able to kind of relax. You know, we do see that her kind of hugging her her legs and, um, you know, saying a lot for herself. Yeah, it, it really like it resonates with me still, even though I've looked at it so many times. And I remember seeing the inks because there is the space between the pencils and the inks where it it becomes real in a different way. And the expressions, oftentimes you find like nuances that aren't quite there in the pencils. And I remember seeing these and um, being devastated on her behalf and um it's, it's so beautiful. So I, I, it's a privilege to, I think as a woman creating anything for, for me, whether it's writing or, I mean, it's mostly writing, but um, it's a privilege to create characters that are doing things that I haven't really seen them do before. And in this scene that happens. Um mm -hmm. They don't like kiss. It's not some big, you know, emotional. Um, like kind of like, like a scene, like a, like an act, like a, like you're at a theater, you know, where they yeah, have to make things so big and over the top, you know. Yeah, to it's so convey. subtle. And, yeah. and really what he does for her, which to me is like the ultimate act of, I think, love and intimacy is he believes her. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of the, um, you know, trauma survivors in my life you know that's something mm -hmm. that like is talked about a lot mm -hmm. is like the people that they leaned into the most or like you know um their their loved ones you know were the ones who believed them you know and yeah. just let them kind of talk right and and don't try to um ask for proof mm -hmm. uh, i think people especially at least in my experience when you share things that are painful it feels too close. Sometimes they want to find reasons that you and they are not alike mm. or how you did something or were something that perhaps this occurred for that reason. And, and sky in the scene, but also throughout the book, he never does that to her. Mm. And, mm. and there would be plenty of reasons that you could say, well, this happened because of this, but he's just there. Mm. And I think, it's if you haven't read the book, I think you might be tempted to think he's a passive character from that description, but I don't find him passive at all. Yeah, I no, I think that there's a strength in in that kind of uh, ability to sit with somebody else's pain because it's not easy. It's yeah. really, I mean, and that's part of like something we see in his journey is like, what's it like to be a um a support person, a, a like a caregiver, somebody who's mm -hmm. trying to, um, 
and not just with May, but he has a lot of other people in his life where that he falls into that role. And uh, I find that really, uh, you know, that's even just a character we don't see very often, even though I know a lot of people, I've definitely been in that role myself. And uh, it's its own kind of burden and and struggle and, you know, oftentimes get overlooked. And so I even liked in this that he gets to be himself with her. I think he has a certain comfort with her as well. So there's like that part of that intimacy that you identified. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think in this way that we tell this, the, the way the scene communicates their relationship, I think it's very clear that this, that Reburn is a love story, even though there's no kissing and hug, you know, that, that what they share is love. Yeah. And, um, and that's important to me because I, it, it does matter and it is a motivator and, um, yeah, I, I, I personally obviously love Sky, and I think it is interesting to watch his journey and that we see that, yes, being this person exacts a cost as well. It's not effortless, mm-hmm. um, but we try to be there for the people we love. And I think they do so far have a pretty good give and take where they can sort of be present for each other, which is also hard when you're both dealing with trauma. Yeah. But, but they, they, kind of navigate it together and um yeah I, and then and how they interact with each other shows that there's clearly this like history that yeah. they also are like they both are aware of even may who's like she doesn't know the specifics and details but you know she feels it which is like part of like i think a deep kind of love is like it's not something that just so easily mm-hmm. can just be erased from you yeah it lives in you yeah i think it does live in your bones and your cells and your it's just and I think when you don't have it you feel that lack as well and uh, I think we we have the privilege of seeing May transition sort of in this action in this first issue we see her transitioning it's such a it is not explicitly talked about but it's clearly there where she transitions from fearing for her life to like that exhale of there's life to live yeah Um, yeah and she has like a goal again and a goal that's shared with with sky you know because they do have a history they do have um you know a family and that's that's where they're you know that's what they've got to to go do now and it's so powerful to not carry these things alone Mm -hmm. i think for me that was an important part of rebirth like it's just life is a lot more enjoyable when you're yeah when you're with others when you're and and in collaboration with others like we are like I mean I'm not an artist but even if I was it wouldn't be the same experience if I was drawing the you know like what you bring to it it makes it better yeah 100 percent not only because you have a totally different skill set because because you're brilliant in your own right well, thank you. I mean, I, I feel it with you as well, where it's like, it's nice. I mean, I especially feel it with comics and storytelling because, you know, a narrative is so complex. There's a yeah. lot to to um, to manage with it, you know, like so many different characters who all have different goals. And that's so much to do on top of like interpreting mm-hmm. like 
how they're actually going to look, you know, the specifics of appearance and capturing an emotion and such. So I really like it, like working with you and that you're able to, you know, we, I think we drive so well, you know, just to, and that mm-hmm. like, we understand the same kind of, uh, the way like when we we don't have to put too much work into explaining what we mean and I think that there is something similar about like you know shared experiences or an understanding of things like trauma and pain even if they're experienced differently there's something about like those core emotions that like are like I understand what you mean when you like write these interactions between these characters yeah and that was so it was abundantly clear when even from like the thumbnails, you know, it, it was it's truly a powerful experience. And this has been fun talking about just this little bit, because I think when we talk about it in a larger way, of course, there's lots to talk about because we're talking about a whole issue or a whole arc. But there's so much that goes into every page, really, and every panel. Yeah, because you want, I think in an ideal world, a comic is satisfying on its first read but continues to become more satisfying with repeated readings. And I have felt that way with Reburn. Like there are things I still see. And I think it's true. I think it's true with fiction and movies and all the different, you know, that if they're working on many levels, they continue to be satisfying even after the first viewing or read. So yeah, this is a fun experience for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's really lovely to come back to this scene as well, you know, because I haven't, uh, you know, like we, we did three more issues after this, you know, and we've, we've collaborated on other little projects, Mm -hmm. illustrations and Mm -hmm. such. And so it's cool to revisit this and remember, yeah, like, you know, I have to draw every single one of these panels. Mm-hmm. And like, you also like, I'm right, you're writing, and then like, I'm interpreting, and we do this back and forth for a little bit until we kind change. of arrive at yeah, things yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of intention at, at, at every point, you know, like the sin just mm-hmm. kind of manifests. It's not like we were just like filming this, you know, like this does kind of have to be created from the ground up. Yes. Uh, and I think we live in such a product oriented society you know like well what is your finished product but for me the process is fascinating and is what it's really I have to be process oriented because I don't know what the end means like and it's really such a small it's small Mm -hmm. yeah yeah compared to like everything that kind of goes into into Mm -hmm. it so I hope we were able to kind of share a little glimpse into this scene you know so too I enjoyed this which is has become my mo (laughs) it's like well if I enjoyed it hopefully other people enjoy it too you know and that's sort of the goal of of this podcast or these conversations is to talk with people I find fascinating about topics that we're interested in and hopefully other people will will take the ride with us so thank you Elise for joining me I really thank enjoyed you. this thank you and where can me. we find you Elise um I have a website it is elisemccall.com and it's a wonderful I, website check you it can, out you can check out some of my um comic work other comics I've worked on as well as uh, just paintings and drawings that I do and I would love if you just you know give it a look see it yeah it's a lot of beautiful fine art too like painting and it's really it's impressive. Okay. I looked okay. at the website before we reached out to Elise and I had already read like man eaters, but it was, 
it was seeing the website was the deciding factor in reaching out because you, you could see the the depth and breadth of your talent. Oh, so check it thanks, out. Thanks. Thank you everyone for joining us and uh, listen next time. Okay. Bye.